Hello, and welcome to On Purpose Faith. I'm your host, Jan Neary. I really hope you enjoy this episode as we journey together on this faith walk. I have a special favor to ask, though. Would you consider promoting and sharing my podcast and checking out the advertised products? I'd really appreciate that. In just a few seconds, this episode will start, so be sure to listen all the way to the end to learn how to connect with me further. I really appreciate you a lot. Thank you so much for listening. Well, hello, this is Jan Neary and On Purpose Faith. I have been away for a couple of weeks, had to go down to South Carolina and speak at an agricultural conference there about online presence and some marketing topics to agriculture folks down there. And that was really amazing. And, uh, you know, time just kind of gets away. So we're catching up today. And I have a subject that is going to be maybe a little dicey. I think some people may have a problem with it. I may take some heat for it. But I want to put this out there because I had a question from a friend today who was seeking some counsel. And we had a great discussion about this topic. And I felt it was worth worth it to put it out there. So we'll get started. The topic is called unequally yoked. Okay. So I know, um, all of us that study the Bible and have been Christians for any length of time know what a yoke is and know the, the significance and the symbolism that is used in the Bible. And I'm just going to kind of briefly recap that so we all can have a common understanding a yoke is generally something that connects two animals together. In those days, it was, in the Bible, it was a, a piece of wood that fit over the shoulders of the oxen that connected to some kind of a farm implement or a cart or something like that so that the animals could pull the cart and it was used in agricultural applications. And that, that connection... Uh, between the animals is is the yoke and that yoke is a symbolic reference to bondage to be <coughs> excuse me being connected to another person perhaps to a family or some kind of ideal um, that can be a yoke um, a yoke also signifies that if if an animal has been yoked before that means they are trained they are disciplined they are um, uh, accustomed to being in that role whatever it is and so if they're plowing a field or pulling a cart or something else then the animal knows uh, uh, what to expect and what their job is and so similarly if a person is yoked to a certain ideal or a certain uh, routine or a certain group of people then they're they're being trained by that they are they are walking in in line with that yoke going along with it okay and so that that bondage that exists there can be broken um, we can break it. God can break it. God can also discipline us with a yoke. 
Um, and also in Isaiah, it talks about uh, fast that fasting can break a spiritual yoke. So we've got lots of references, especially in the Old Testament, uh, concerning a yoke. And in the New Testament, it's more used to show the difference between the law and the new covenant under Jesus. And so um, we are encouraged to take off the old yoke and put on the new yoke, Jesus' yoke, his burden, which is light and easy. And so uh, we see in the New Testament that if we are yoked with Jesus, then that's an easier way. Uh, he will make our paths straight. And if we are going to be under the Old Testament, more under the legalistic way of experiencing God, then that is a heavier yoke. It's a heavier burden. We can't live up to it. We're constantly falling short. And that is the, the Old Testament yoke. So I kind of want to liken it to a three-legged race. Like, you know, if you tie your leg, one of your legs, to one of somebody else's legs, then between the two of you, you basically have three legs, right? And if the two of you try to run a race or an obstacle course or anything else, you're going to have to go together. You're going to have to be in step. You're going to have to be have the same goals and the same focus and be, um, you know, cooperating with each other to be able to synchronize your steps so that you can move forward and get to where you're wanting to go. So if you kind of think about that as we talk about this subject of being unequally yoked, question mark, um, so the the thing that came up today was my friend is struggling with a business decision and she had been asked to provide some of her services, her products and services to another entrepreneur who was doing um, a promotional event for some people that um, my friend was not exactly in line with spiritually. And so the question was, you know, if I participate in this, does it mean that I'm agreeing with that line of thinking that I don't agree with? What is it saying to other people? What's happening to my testimony? And, um, you know, what does God want me to do? Like, am I supposed to do this or am I not supposed to do it? And she was just, it was very confusing for her to figure out what to do. And so um, what I wanted to, uh, what I shared with her uh, based on my own experience with some of these things and my own beliefs as God has revealed things to me is that, you know, in the end, it's going to be your own decision. You have to be the one that seeks the Lord, that seeks his counsel, that seeks his wisdom, that fasts and prays, that... Um, you know, does their due diligence to try to make the best decision regarding this. And it's not an easy decision to make. And the lines can be very blurry. I do want to point out, too, that um, being yoked to someone means being engaged with them. You are it's essentially tied to them. 
So just because you participate in an event doesn't mean you're yoked to that to that event or those people. Um, I have visited other churches that I didn't agree with. It does not mean that I'm a follower of that belief. It doesn't mean that I'm yoked to those people. Jesus went to a wedding where there was drinking. And in fact, he helped provide some of the wine. Um, I can think of lots of examples in the Bible where lepers who were shunned, dead people who were, uh, you know, taboo, off limits, um, you know, the harlots, the, the undesirable people of the day, whether they were some Samaritan, not Samaritans, um, uh, yeah, those people, whether, whether it was a rejected people group or whatever, they, um, you know, Jesus reached out to them. Jesus ministered to them. Jesus healed them. Jesus saved them. And so I don't think that we are called to separate ourselves from the ills of the culture. I believe that we are to go into that darkness and be a light there. And that could just be what God has spoken to me. And that is why you need to seek this on your own. But I'm just giving you my perspective on this. Um, because, you know, this is... This is uh, if we don't go, then who goes? Who Who is going to minister to these people? Who's going to be an example to them? There are so many Christians that are not living as Christians should these days. And that is what the world sees. They are not seeing real Christians who are, who are following Jesus, who are yoked to Jesus, who are, who have that light, that light that can be seen, you know, in us when we go somewhere. It just, it's a spirit that testifies to others and through us. And so um, this is this is really important, I think, because even if we don't say anything, even if we're just a presence there, that God is still testifying. His spirit is still an example in that space. And so um, I think another thing that you would need to consider is the impact on the people around you. So, for example, if let's say it was a beer garden festival and I was a photographer and I was um, invited to come do a photo shoot for that festival and I knew there were going to be lots of drunk people there and it was going to be quite the party scene and that people were going to be taking pictures and stuff was going to end up on Facebook and I might know people there, then, uh, you know, do I, do I go or not? Well, that depends. It depends. Is, is alcohol an issue for me? Is it an issue for anyone in my family? Um, how does this impact my children? Are they old enough to understand that, that I could go to an event and not be part of it? Or are they too young to discern that? Is that confuse, does that create confusion for them in their understanding? So those are things that you need to think about when you're kind of considering whether to engage in certain activities or not. Um, and also, you know, think about if you think, well, you know, I know people are going to say that this is not, this is not 
a thing the a Christian should be involved in. You know, you would be supporting their endeavor. You would be furthering their their habit. You would be encouraging their habit by going. And there's a lot of criticism around participating in things. And I just want to challenge you to think about who are those critics? Are they Christians who don't go and share the gospel? Um, are they... You know, just evaluate who those people are. Are, are. are they solid people that have um, wise counsel, who have, have lots of, of time in the Word, and who are um, going to all the ends of the world, world and, and who are reaching out to the community around them, but they're seeing something that is make, that would cause them to say, you know, you should not do this? Um or, or is it just somebody just based on their own experience, but they don't really go out and share either, so they're more comfortable encouraging you not to either. So just evaluate those responses that you get and see if they're in line with what the Word of God says because I believe the Word of God is encouraging us whenever we can to engage with the world because we do need to share the Ethiopian on the road you know the I just I, I there are just so many examples um, even even Joseph went and worked in Egypt he was one of the head people now was he because he worked for the Egyptian government and saved all those people's lives was he yoked to Egypt was he not one of God's people anymore? Did he not have an impact on his own people? I mean, he essentially saved the entire nation of Israel from starvation. So, you know, these are these are things that I think about when I'm considering doing something. And they, it doesn't make the decision any easier for me either. But um, I think it's helpful to... to to think about it and to talk about it and certainly pray about it and fast and pray about it and listen, listen to what God is saying. Um, and I, you know, I pray for open doors. I pray for closed doors. If I'm not supposed to do something, if something is confusing to me and I'm just not getting a good, a clear sense of direction, you know, I just, I ask God to close the door and remove the opportunity. Um, or make it very clear that the door is open and that I need to continue to step forward in faith and trust him that he has a greater purpose in mind that I can't see or understand. So that's what I have to say for this episode of On Purpose Faith. As always, we go deep and um, I'm hoping, working with my daughter right now to bring you another episode. It'll be a little more fun topic, but um, talking about dogs and people and how that connects to business and spiritual things of course i'm looking forward to talking with you again on the next episode thank you for listening to on purpose faith well that concludes this episode i really hope you enjoyed it if this episode spoke to you, there are three things you can do. Number one, comment. Your comments help me to know you better and what is relevant to you. Do you have a similar or different experience than mine? 
I'd love to hear about it. Number two, I want to get my podcast out there to share with more people. So please like, subscribe, and share. My whole goal is to help people like you. So when you like, subscribe, and share, it makes that possible. Number three, consider becoming a supporting listener. It takes time and resources to put out this podcast. So just a few dollars each month collectively from each listener can make sure that I continue walking alongside you and others with this podcast. You can donate by clicking the link in this podcast description. Thank you in advance. I'm Jan Neary, and thank you for listening to On Purpose Faith.